It is Monday, it's September 25th, 2023, episode 358 of the Tannen J-Man Show is live and on the air on the ISC Sports Network as, as well as the ISC Sports Network Twitter X page, their YouTube channel, and the Tannen J-Man Show Facebook page. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast platform, please give us a uh, five-star rating and review. We really appreciate it. really helps us out. With all that said, I got a grinning more than usual J-Man to my right. How's it going, J-Man? <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty good. Life couldn't be better. <laughs> Cubs are hanging in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Dolphins are scoring 70 points. Forget, forget about the Cubs. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, we'll, we'll 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 get into that one. Do we have to? <laughs> I I I would like to. Um, it's not very often one of my sports teams beats yours, believe it or not. So uh, uh, I'm basking I, I, in this one. I can't say what I really want to say, or we're gonna get in a lot of trouble by the FCC. So, which is probably a good thing, actually. Yeah. Uh, man. But uh, before we get into any of that, birdie or bogey, I was able to get a stroke on you last week, but you're still up three. For the year, uh, so what do you got for me tonight? Your favorite quarterback in the NFL, old Kermit the Frog himself, oh, Patrick boy. Mahomes, is the fastest player to reach twenty-five thousand passing yards in NFL history at eighty-three games. Well, who did he pass? Ooh, that's this a really good question. Uh, threw for twenty-five thousand passing yards in ninety games. So old Patty Mahomes did it seven games quicker. Uh, Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Arlington Public House. Arlington Public House is upscale cuisine and cocktails with a casual atmosphere located 703 Main Street in Rochester. $2 whole smoked wings and $1 off domestic brewskis. Every Monday night over the weekend, they had fried zucchini bites, hand-breaded seasoned zucchini fried to a delicious golden brown served with house-made dill ranch. Uh, and on Friday, they had apple... Uh, apple... Apple bacon bourbon scallops, seven seared sea scallops topped with bacon bourbon jam placed on a bed of thin sliced apple marinated cabbage and finished with diced apple and bacon bits. So uh, head on down there to Arlington Public House and get yourself some fancy cuisine in a small town. Yes, you won't be disappointed. Like you said, it's, uh, yeah, fancy cuisine in a small town. That's a good way to put it because it's got a great menu. Great menu. You'll find something you like. So, well, J-Man, you want to uh, give a Cubs update? We're in the last week of the season. Man, final week of the year. Hard to believe it's already here. Um, And uh, there will be many of fan bases on the edge of their seat this week uh, over these final five or six games that these teams will be playing, especially the wild card teams. National League, we have the Chicago Cubs hanging on by a thread, a game up over the Miami Marlins, two and a half up over the Cincinnati Reds for that final Wild card spot. They are actually tied with the Arizona Diamondbacks for that uh, second seed, thanks to the New York Yankees beating them today in their uh, final home game of the year. And they were eliminated from playoff contention over the uh, weekend. Um, but it's it's nice to see them still care and go out there and win some ball games. Um, the problem the Cubs are in is they don't own the tiebreaker over anyone. Uh, besides <laughs> the Francisco Giants, and the Giants are five out, so they're done. Uh, they don't own the tiebreaker over the Diamondbacks, Marlins, Reds. So this one-game lead the Cubs have over the Marlins is essentially – they're essentially even. 
um, at this point. Um, and unfortunately for the Cubs, they didn't do enough good work against the bad part of their schedule playing the Pirates uh, and the Rockies that uh, they couldn't extend their lead a little bit. Um, and now they have to go to Atlanta for three and then to Milwaukee for three. All the Marlins get, I believe, who do the Marlins play this week? They're at um, they, they're at the New York Mets and uh, at the Pittsburgh Pirates. So it's not easy for the Marlins either. The Reds have the Guardians for two, and um, maybe they play the Pirates over the weekend. Anyway, Reds are two and a half out, so they're in a precarious spot anyway. Um, not not done yet, but uh, they, they, they need a lot to go their way in order to get in. Um, Cubs this past week, I said they needed to go five and one. They went four and two. Um, they did not play very well against Pittsburgh Pirates. Then followed it up with a, like, there are very few, if any, must-sweep series. And uh, they faced one over the weekend against a Rockies team that's 43 games under 500. They're 40 games, almost 40 games under on the road. Yeah, they lost lost their 99th game yesterday, which is a franchise record. Really? They haven't mm. lost Mondo yet, huh? Mm-mm. They are 40 games behind the LA Dodgers I'm seeing right now. Um, so they, <laughs> they were eliminated a long time ago. Uh, but uh, the Cubs did find a way to sweep that one. They did it in fairly unconvincing fashion, unfortunately. Uh, but they did do it. So now hopefully they get some good thoughts going through their brain, get a little momentum. Braves don't have much to play for. They are three and a half games up. So I guess they do have a little bit to play for. Three and a half games up to clinch uh, the home field advantage throughout the uh, playoffs in the National League. Um, the benefit the Cubs have this week is they will not have to face the Braves' top three pitchers, Spencer Strider, Charlie Morton, Max Freed. Uh, the problem the Cubs have is Atlanta's offense is one of the best we've seen in the past 20, 25 years. So preventing them from scoring runs is significantly more um, more difficult to do than actually scoring runs off them. So uh, hopefully the Cubs can find a way to win a few games this week and give themselves a chance. But I uh, have my doubts, and this will be the J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Ooh, week. Getting it out of the way early. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think the Cubs will be able to do enough to uh, make the postseason um, this year. Game up. They, they, they need a lot to go their way. I know they have – a little bit better playoff odds than the Marlins, mainly because they're a game up. But as I said, they don't hold the tiebreaker over them. So those series in May do count. Um, against <laughs> it seems like the Marlins, contrary to popular belief, that uh, games in May are not uh, not needed as much. But uh, they are absolutely needed, and it's uh, rearing its ugly head. Now, may- maybe the Cubs get hot um, against two really good teams. Uh, but I, I just the way the Cubs have played the past couple weeks, I just don't see it happening, unfortunately. Uh, J-Man's Booker British Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for life, home, auto, business, renters, workers, comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. Elsewhere around baseball, we have a hot division race out there in the AL West. The Texas Rangers, after <clears throat> having a brutal stretch here a couple weeks ago, uh, they found themselves a couple games out of first place. are now back in first place, two and a half games up over the Houston Astros, who just got swept at home by the Kansas City Royals over the weekend. That's a real bad time to get swept by the worst team and second worst team in the American League. Um, Seattle's right on their tail as well. So Seattle's a half game out of a playoff spot. Houston has that final spot uh, currently. 
Uh, the Twins have clinched the uh, AL Central. Um, Yankees, as I said, have been eliminated. Um, but uh, that's a hot race, as I said, half game up. Uh, Toronto, just two weeks ago, their playoff odds were at 13%. They are now at over 90%, so they have played some really good baseball down the stretch. Um, also a good division race there in the AL East. Baltimore is two and a half games up over the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, but elsewhere around baseball, all the divisions, uh, the NL Central has not been clinched yet. Um, Milwaukee's magic number is one, so that will happen probably by tomorrow, or I don't know if the Brewers play tonight. Maybe they do. Uh, but uh, the division races, besides the uh, AL East and AL West, are all clinched, and uh, they kind of get a rest uh, this week. But uh, hopefully I'm wrong on my book of prediction, but uh, unfortunately I'm never wrong. So. Oh, yeah, never, never. I'm going to ask your wife off, off off air to see if you're never wrong. She um, is, she's incredibly biased, so do not <laughs> ask her. Um, but uh, So I got our predictions up for the MLB season. Pretty interesting. I hadn't looked at them for a while. We were way off in a lot of categories. I, I believe it. Uh, AL East, you had the order of finish being the Yankees winning the, the, the division. Blue Jays, Rays, Orioles, Red Sox. Mm-hmm. In Central, you had the Twins, White Sox, Guardians, Royals, Tigers. Yikes. In the West, you had the Astros, Mariners, Angels, Rangers, A's. Oh, in, in your playoff in the AL, you had the Yankees, Blue Jays, Twins, White Sox, Astros, Mariners and Angels. I was wishful thinking on the Angels part. Yeah. And then in NL East, you had the Braves, Phillies, Mets, Marlins, Nationals. It's not too far off. Central, you had Cardinals, Cubs, Brewers, Pirates, Reds. Far. West, you had Padres, Dodgers, Diamondbacks, Giants, Rockies. And you had the Braves, Phillies, Mets, Cardinals, Cubs, Padres, Dodgers, all making the playoffs. Pretty bad. Your AL MVP was Shohei Otani. Probably going to happen. Your scion was Luis Castillo. Not going to happen. NL MVP was Ronald Acuna Jr. That's going to happen. And your scion was Spencer Strider. There's a chance that happens, but probably World's, not. World Series Padres over Mariners. That's embarrassing. And then mine, AL East, I had the Yankees, Blue Jays, Rays, Red Sox, Orioles. Whiffed on the Orioles really bad. <laughs> Central, I had the Twins, Guardians, White Sox, Tigers, Royals. West, I had Astros, Mariners, Angels, Rangers, A's. And I had the Yankees, Blue Jays, Rays, Twins, Guardians, Astros, Mariners making the playoffs. NL, I had the Braves, Philly, NL East, Braves, Phillies, Mets, Marlins, Nationals. Central, I had the Cardinals, Brewers, Cubs, Pirates, Reds. In the West, I had the Padres, Dodgers, Giants, Diamondbacks, Rockies. With the Braves, Cardinals, Brewers, Cubs, Padres, Dodgers, and Giants all making the playoffs. AL MVP and Cy Young, I had Shohei Otani for both. MVP of the NL, I had Juan Soto, uh, Cy Young, Spencer Strider, and I had the Padres over the Twins mm. in the World Series. Yeah, Padres will go down as one of the more disappointing. They let us down. Yeah, disappointing <laughs> teams in recent memory with all that talent they have. But for the from what I've read and what other people are hearing, the culture there is so bad uh, that it's not overly surprising. But uh, you happens see, sometimes when you get some big egos. That, that, that is true. That is very true. So, but, yeah. Yeah. Only, uh, yeah, next week this time we'll know uh, playoffs. And uh, well, and no matter how it ends, you can't be too disappointed or mad at the Cubs because they did what you, they, you wanted them to do, gave you meaningful baseball in September. Yeah, I, I said last week um, that I tweeted – 
Um, all I wanted in March was them to be playing meaningful baseball in September. Why am I so pissed off? Um, that madness has subsided a little bit. Uh, now I'm just kind of happy they're in this position. And if they miss it, they miss it. Um, if they uh, make it great, if uh, they did clinch an over 500 record, they have only had two losing seasons in the last nine years. So that is, uh, we're still in the golden age Chicago Cubs. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Uh, Very so, good point. Um, yeah, I ultimately want them to make it. Uh, and if they don't, David Ross gets fired. That would be the greatest joy of my life. Because <laughs> he is holding um, them back a little bit. Yeah. 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 Well, what uh what do you want to talk about next? NFL or college football? You want to get educated first. Oh yeah, I always I need I really need it. I feel like a lot of lost a lot of brain cells yesterday. <laughs> uh on this day in 1926, the NHL granted franchises to Chicago and Detroit, the Chicago Blackhawks and the Detroit Red Wings. Two of the most Historic franchises in the NHL. Red Wings have been a little more successful than the Blackhawks, but the Blackhawks have had some good runs too, especially in the last uh, decade, that decade to 12 years. In three years, they will be celebrating their 100-year uh, mm-hmm. anniversary, so that will be a pretty big year for both. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this day in 1926, who won the PGA Championship Men's Golf? Sam Sneed. Walter Hagen. Ah, shoot. I've actually heard of that guy. Yep, yep. Um, on this day in 1934, Lou Gehrig played his 150. Start over. Lou Gehrig played his 1500th consecutive game. It's a lot of games. On this day in 1949, despite 71 injuries, the New York Yankees maintained first place all season until the Red Sox moved into a tie for first place. 71 injuries. Uh, feels like they've had 71 injuries this year, but uh, definitely didn't get first place. <laughs> yeah. Um, on this day in... The smallest Yankee Stadium crowd until today. I don't know if you saw any of that. Uh, I did not. They announced the attendance at 41,000, and they were very lucky to get 400 uh, in there today. The smallest Yankee Stadium crowd on this day in 1966, 413 people saw the White Sox win 4-1. to one. On this day in 1981, Nolan Ryan threw his fifth career no-hitter. Incredible. Um, We're in the 80s here. I'm just scanning for a Mike Tyson one because I'm sure there is. (laughs) (laughs) On this day in... Not a whole lot of great ones here. Um, on this day in 2000, American basketball player Vince Carter with his legendary dunk over seven foot two Frederick Weiss of the in the 2000 Olympics, known in France as Le Dunk de la Mort, the dunk of the dunk of death is, is what that translates to. Sydney Australia, never forget that. <laughs> the dunk of death. Um, <laughs> in 2005, on this day, who won the President's Cup? U.S. Yeah. Yeah, they've never lost it. So, Well, uh, who were their top three guys in that one? Ooh, uh, 05? Let's yeah, go who, with Tiger um, Woods. Nope. Oh. Mickelson? Mickelson's one of them. 05. Uh, All three of these guys went unbeaten. Oh, man. Who would have been good, a good American? 05. A lot of good players. I'm thinking of foreign players like Ernie and VJ. They're foreign. They would have been on the 
the uh, international team. Uh, I don't know. John Gross lookalike. Oh, Ferrick. Jim Ferrick. And Chris DeMarco. Oh, yeah. DeMarco had a good run there for a couple of years. Always forget about him. Who won that's, the- that's the interesting interesting thing to me, like with Ryder Cup and President's Cup. You'll get some guys that are on a few teams in a row, and then they just fade off. Mm. And they're like never on a team again. Whereas then you got guys like McElroy, who became good so young. He's been on Europe's team now. I don't know, 2012, 14, 16, 18. This will be a seventh one. Damn. <laughs> on this day in 2016, who won the Tour Championship? Men's golf. 2016 Tour Championship. Uh, man, I have no idea. Uh, McRoy. Book it. You got it right. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for On This Day this week. And that is the On This Day, which is brought to you by, like it is every week, Moody Woodcrafts. Moody Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated woodcraft shop based out of Texas with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs, and their pieces are a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. You can see some of the recently completed projects by visiting them on Instagram or on Facebook at Mooney Woodcrafts. And if you let them know that Tan and Jamin Show sent you, you get 15% off your order. So get that order in for your favorite football team, basketball team, baseball team. If you're in the military or have a loved one or a friend or another family member in the military, get that sign order in. That can pretty much do any sign you want. That's what I'm trying to say. So let them know the Tan and Jamin Show sent you. You'll get 15% off your order. All right. Uh, well, let's talk NFL, shall we? Do her. <laughs> uh, uh, three winners, and I don't even know who starts this week. I, I start the winners. Uh, All right. Yeah. Um, my first winner, the top three teams, in my opinion, in the AFC. Uh, you got the Bills, uh, who are pretty good. You got the Chiefs. And then you, then you got the Miami Dolphins. Um, all three teams just murdered, murdered their opponents uh, over the weekend. You know, Commanders were two and zero, a week two and zero in my opinion. Um, <laughs> the Bills went in there and won by thirty four. Chiefs took care of business against the very very bad Chicago. Took Bears. their foot off the gas too. I want to say, by oh, the way, everybody sure. out there. Um, the Dolphins did not take their foot off the gas and they should have uh, put up more. They honestly could have put up more. They should have just done it. They should have just done should've. it. Um, and honestly, it didn't even feel like they were really running up the score either. Cause they were running. They had 350 yards rushing yesterday. Um, Dolphins scored 70 points, which is two points shy of the NFL record. Um, you knew it was going to probably be a long day when, you heard beforehand that PS2 is going to shadow Tyree Kill all over the field. And third play of the game, two players bite and go straight for Robbie Chosen and Tyree Kill's running wild um, for a 56-yard touchdown. Uh, that was a pretty bad way to start. Um, Dolphins are without two running backs, so uh, their third-round pick, Devon A-Chain, he changed, or he said he wants it to pronounce mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, uh, had 18 carries for over 200 yards. He ended up scoring four touchdowns. Raheem Mostert, uh, you probably had to smile a little bit at Mostert tearing up yesterday. I'm happy for him because he, he was a player I actually worked a little bit with at Purdue. Mm-hmm. Very nice guy, so he, he deserves fun. all the success in the world. He really does. Yeah. I but. am very happy, and I, I did not want them to do this when all the rumors were going around either, that they did not sign Dalvin Cook. 
Um, Chris Brooks, their fourth string running back, had more yards yesterday than Dalvin Cook does heading into week four total. Um, or trade for Jonathan Taylor. Um, Tua was was good. Uh, they didn't need him to do a whole lot, and he still went 22 for 25, 300 yards, four touchdowns. They were without Jalen Waddle. Offensive line has been a revelation this year. They've given up one sack all season in three games. Tua got hit once yesterday, but I don't even think he fell to the ground on the hit. Um, as I said, 350 yards rushing. Um, Tua processes the field quicker than I think any quarterback we've ever seen in the history of the NFL. I'm not even trying to be hyperbolic with that. Um, he processes it so quick. And when I go from watching him to watching Justin Fields, who holds onto the ball for 10 seconds, um, it's night and day. Um, I'm not trying to rip on Justin Fields too much, Bears fans. Um, so I'm sorry for that. But um, that was a shellacking. And, you know, they started 3-0 last year. And uh, I said, man, this this feels real. Well, this legitimately feels real. Uh, They're looking back. It was pretty fluky to start 3-0 last year. This does not feel like a fluke. Um, they have one of the best offense. They have the best offense I've seen since I've been watching the Dolphins. Uh, speed, speed, speed. Mike McDaniel making his adjustments uh, in the offseason, and they've cut down on pre-snap penalties. They've cut down on so many other stupid things they were doing. Uh, so credit Mike McDaniel and his scheme is they are running stuff that we've never seen in the NFL before where they're having uh Tyree kill line up like right behind the tight end and motion out wide. And it's making the linebacker and the defensive back communicate while the ball's being snapped. And it, it, it has just been absolutely electric and I am having the most fun I've ever had watching the Miami dolphins. So the only thing, and I'm not putting out this out in the out in the universe. I'm not. I'm not. But this is how good the Dolphins look in the first three games, and it's off my own eyes yesterday. Until I just literally couldn't take it anymore midway through the fourth and switched to red zone. But I can't only, believe you lasted that long. Uh, I, I I love misery, Josh. I I, I love misery. I've, I'm right there with you. Um, the only thing I can see slowing them down is. Not, maybe not even an injury to Tyreek Hill. It would be an injury to Tua. That's the only thing because, yeah, Tyreek is fastest guy in the NFL, arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. Not, not, even, the, not even the fastest guy on his team. Devon A. Shane is faster. Well, yeah. that, that wait, okay. Well, that's good to know, but that's what I was trying <laughs> yeah. to say. You take him out. They didn't have Waddle yesterday, but they didn't need him. But there's other guys. You have to worry about Waddle. You have to worry about A. Chain. You have to worry about Moster. They got speed. Even Chosen, he's an idiot, but he's that's faster than fast. I mean, it's just speed everywhere, and I saw yesterday an extremely fast team and an extremely slow, unathletic team out there. And and I'll get into my other rant when I get into my loser category. But uh, yeah, the Dolphins put on a clinic; they could do no wrong yesterday, and uh, it, it was dang impressive. It's been twenty-two years of crap where I've I, I just wanted to be competitive, and you know they've had a few years, including last year, making the playoffs. Um, this feels different than I've ever felt. Um, headed, even heading into the year, I felt good about it. And then you were actually higher on them in our preseason predictions than I was. Um, and then after watching uh, the first three weeks, now the teams they've played are a combined, what are they, one and two and two and, four, two and seven. They'll have a tough one this week. Two, two of those are on the road, so I feel good about that. Tough, tough, tough one this week against the Buffalo Bills, and they'll be out there to uh, say, hey, don't forget about us. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, the only thing I can see stopping the Dolphins offense right now and the, the league will adjust. So 
it, it'll be interesting come week seven, week eight, uh, once the league does adjust to see, uh, you know, what kind of counters they have uh, to their system. But when they run this well, it's it's hard to really think they'll slump a whole lot. Um, but uh, I'm enjoying it right now while also I, I was wanting them to yank two at halftime. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just didn't even want because I figured your, your defense probably not going to give up 22 points in the second half. Ah. Um, <laughs> uh, just, just take him out. And, and then they got up 42, 13. It's like, okay, take him out. And they ended up keeping him in a lot longer than I would have. Uh, but luckily he didn't get hurt, but yeah, feel, feel good. Uh, so, so did you do all three of your winners? Was that still, you just your one winner? I could, I'm kind of confused there. It's just my one winner. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, my, my first winner is Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. This is a team. Maybe they're better than I thought they were going to be. They should be two and one right now. They should have beat the giants. And maybe it was one of those cases where the Cowboys just figured they could snooze, snooze walk, you know, sleepwalk in and then come out with a win. Cardinals punched him in the mouth from the beginning, yeah. and and the and the Cowboys could never recover. And it was fun to watch. Yeah, the uh, Cowboys were th- without three starting offensive linemen yesterday. Um, but again, Dak is one of those guys that I I just don't. He's 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 a Kirk Cousins. He's got his plateau. He's not yeah. going to get above I it. I think. Dak's good enough to get you the playoffs. He's never going to win you a Super Bowl um, unless his defense gets really hot. But, uh, yeah, I just – I'm not a big believer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my second winner, Green Bay Packers. Uh, they were helped out by Derek Carr uh, hurting his shoulder and leaving. But they came back from 17 down, scored 18 unanswered, and they were helped by a missed field goal as time expired uh, there. But they find themselves 2-1. and one. They haven't really played an impressive brand of football so far. But, hey – uh, that that division doesn't look that great uh, right now. So, and they might have themselves a young quarterback. Yeah. So, yeah. so far so good. My next winner is Indianapolis Colts. Sure. Went into Baltimore, a game I gave them no chance, and came out with a win. It was an ugly one, overtime win, but it was an ugly weather game. And I thought they were toast when Gardner Minshew got a safety on himself. <laughs> and how they, I still don't really know how they pulled out that win yesterday. To be honest, they he just was- found a way to do it. He Orlovsky himself. He did. Um, helped by just – I mean, it, it was bad weather game, but even though it was a 60-yard, 59-yard field goal, you still he usually nails that him. thing. Uh, Justin Tucker uh, missed that, and he left it short too, which was a yep. surprising thing. Uh, but, yeah, and, and with it being a bad weather game, you thought that would help out Baltimore with their run game and all that, and it didn't. So. And Matt Gay, uh, kudos to him. Five yeah. field goals made for the Colts. You know, Cole fans were up in arms when they gave him that big contract in the offseason, but he just won you a game over a really good opponent. I know it's only three weeks, and you don't want to try to over-exaggerate one way or the other, but Colts are 2-1, and, one, and they're yeah. top of the FC South right now. Uh, my last winner, Cleveland Browns. Uh, they took it to the Tennessee Titans. Miles Garrett, three and a half sacks. Uh, did, did you see video? They literally had two tight ends on Miles Garrett at all times, just following him. And I have never seen a defensive player. He would motion to the other side, the two tight ends would follow, motion to the other side, the two tight ends would follow him. And he did it so much, one play, that it caused him a delay a game because they couldn't be set. <laughs> uh, I have never seen a defensive end impact a game like that. And he still had three and a half sacks. So he's an absolute beast. Hate Deshaun Watson, though. All my uh, all my winners are taken, so I'm just I'm just going off the cuff and taking the last one. Uh, I'll take the Detroit Lions. Sure. Um, beat beat a Falcon team that was off the nice two and zero start at home and only let the Falcons score six points. I feel like the Lions needed a statement win like that after coming off a, a brutal loss the week before, which they saw them come from behind and then losing overtime to Seattle. Then they got a big in division one in division game coming up this week at Lambeau Field. So uh, 
I think this Lions team's a little different than yeah. Lions teams in the past. So it's good for them. I agree. I think you start off the losers then. I do. Um, my first loser, Sean Payton. Huh? And I will go like I like Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. I still think he's the right guy for the Denver Bronco job. But act like a man after you take that beating yesterday. Don't do what you did and cut a media a member of the media off. Stand up there, take it like a man, answer the guy's question because you're the one six weeks ago that came out and was calling Nathaniel Hackett and the staff's job last year, the Broncos, the worst coaching job in the history of the NFL. Dude, you just got beat by 50 points, and your team gave up a 70-burger. They, they they gave up in the third quarter, too. It was over. Oh, yeah. And and, and, and and you're sitting up there, okay, you're pissed off, you're embarrassed. Who wouldn't be? The fans are. Everybody associated with the Broncos is. But do your job, because if I'm a player, and you're watching film today, and I'm getting cussed out by my coach, I should ask him, well, what did you do when you were asked by the media about the game? You didn't want to stand up. You 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 cost cost you know you cast blame on everybody else. I mean that's stand up. Say that was me and the coaches. We got to do a better job. And he, we didn't really see that. That just really ticked me off. And uh, yeah, he's got to shut up. He, he but he put himself in that predicament six weeks ago by flapping his mouth. He shouldn't have done it. And now it's uh, they're pretty embarrassing. Zero three. I mean they're the laughing stock of the league, and as they should be. Um, I, I know he was working TV and everything, but it probably felt pretty good for Tua um, to go out and play that kind of game because uh, September 14th or 15th last year when he was doing a TV spot on Colin Coward, he said, Sean Payton said, Dolphins, uh, I think Tua will be benched due to performance, uh, and I think Teddy Bridgewater gives him a better uh, chance to uh, be a good football team. Uh, so that was that, that was probably sweet revenge for to if he cares about that. Guy. I think a lot of guys around the league, coaches, players, will probably have some receipts from stuff he said this past sure. year. You know, Mike McDaniel grew up a Broncos fan, was a ball boy, uh, came from the Shannon tree. He's probably still a little ticked off. He didn't even get an oh, yeah. interview a couple of years ago. And, and Vic Fangio's probably still a little ticked off. He got fired, even though it's a different regime and everything. So I get it. I get the fire that the, that the Dolphins came out with yesterday because I texted you before the game. I thought the Broncos were going to come out and play desperate. Mm-hmm. Didn't play desperate at all yesterday. So yeah, um, you texted me good luck, and <laughs> I tried everything in my power, uh, and I reserved myself a little bit. And I, I, I almost said you're you're the team uh, that needs luck. You're the one that needs luck. But that that usually backfires uh, on me. So I'm glad I didn't say it because Dolphins probably would have lost seventy to twenty yesterday. Uh, but um, it just Broncos right now. And Garrett Bowles said it in the post game he said i'm just i've been here seven years i'm mm-hmm. not gonna lose mm-hmm. um there's a culture issue there that uh sean payton's gotta gotta figure out yep. um right now and he said no one's getting fired in three weeks in it'd be hard to even although giving up 70 points is dang near fireable even though it's only week three but i, I was surprised vance joseph didn't get fired today um just because I don't know if it would have done any any good anyways after three weeks in, but you give up 70 points and your defense is given up in third quarter. I mean, they missed 24 tackles yesterday. Yeah, um, I, I actually have a stat here that I favorited on Twitter. Um, Raheem Mostert forced 11 missed tackles. Devon A-Chain forced nine missed tackles. And Chris Brook, Brooks, who came in in the fourth quarter, uh, five missed tackles. Yeah, it's just embarrassing, man. There's so I mean, there's so many just – that's I've seen the last 24 hours that are just humiliating. I, 
I can't tell you how many people reached out to me to check out my well-being yesterday. Uh, Dolphins uh, set uh, 13 franchise records yesterday. Um, so it, it was. It's just. Yeah. It's just. I feel like the players don't care, and, and aren't respecting the. I'm pointing to behind me for everybody that's listening because I have some Bronco banners, but they don't expect the horse on the side of their helmet. They they just they're not playing hard. It's just there's no nobody stepping up in leadership. Everybody with a C on their jersey should be ripped off. And, and really, if I hear one more person in the media blame something on Russell Wilson, I'm gonna flip because okay, the offense wasn't spectacular yesterday, but he's not the problem right now. He's really not. It is the defense. It is the defense. It's the defense. It's the defense. And I don't know. Thank God they got the Bears this week, but that might be the worst game in NFL history. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 70 points is rock bottom. You the lose. Bears are fa- – or the Broncos are favored, Jay, man. After giving up 70 points. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, giving up 70 points seems like rock bottom, but you lose to the Bears, that is rock bottom. Yeah. it's. I mean, I you know, Christmas Day last year against the Rams seemed like rock bottom. This is way worse. Yeah. This is way worse. Worse. Um, my first loser, Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. I never bought the hype. Uh, everyone was putting them in the Super Bowl, <laughs> including the guy sitting next to me. Um, Peter King. I'm not giving up yet. I'm not giving um, up yet. They got destroyed. Gave up 37 points to the bad Houston Texans team. Uh, CJ Stroud looks for real, though. I will. They gave say, up a kick return looks, to a fullback. They gave up a kick return to a fullback. Trevor <laughs> Lawrence isn't playing that good of football. Um, Never bought the hype, and uh, only three weeks in. Maybe they can turn it around, but uh, it's a bad enough division that they can turn it around, uh, fortunately right. for them. Right. My next loser is the uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I know it's a Carlos winner. I mean, I was ready to crown them as one of the top three best teams in the league yeah. if they would have just take care of business yesterday. But uh, no, sir. No, mm-hmm. sir. And I saw some of the funniest videos of cowboy fans burning <laughs> jerseys and snapping flags outside their house and stuff. And they wonder why we hate the Cowboys. Yep. Yep. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, they are 0-3. They won how many one-score, one-possession one games last year? Nine or ten? Well, mm-hmm. they're 0-3 this year. Yep. Um, and they were helped out by the Chargers who went for it on fourth and one at their own 28 with a minute 40 left. And um, they had Kirk Cousins throws a pick. It wasn't his fault. Bounced off a guy's hands. But um, 0-3, they have lost seven or eight fumbles so far, which <laughs> through three games is absurd. Um, speaking of the Chargers real quick, if the Chargers would have lost that game, I think Brandon Staley would have been fired. What an idiot. He yeah. is the worst at managing a game. Yeah, I think I think he would have been fired. Uh, but uh, – Kirk Cousins, um, Justin, Justin Jefferson left with an injury. It sounds like it's just cramped, so he's he's fine. But uh, 0-3 for the Vikes and a winnable division. And my last loser, I, I said Sean Payton for my first loser. My last loser is the Denver Broncos. He gave up 70 daggone points in yeah. 700 and I don't even remember the, na- the number of yards. They, it, it was an NFL record for all-purpose yards, but 726 total yards. Yeah, just, just absurd. Absurd. And you scored 20 points, and you still lost by 50. <laughs> oh my god it was like madden is worse than playing madden video games and it, it i mean it's 70 burger in the nfl is like 100 in college and i mean i i felt like the broncos were a team getting paid to come into miami just to play they were the ball state playing the georgia bulldogs yesterday and it looked like that on the field i i was gonna say the fourth quarter kind of felt like a highly ranked fbs school against the fcs school just just oh 
my last loser, uh, Josh McDaniels and the Vegas Raiders. Um, I, I can get on board with that one. Did you see what happened last night? I saw bits and pieces of the game. I fell asleep pretty so, early. Raiders are down eight. They, I think there was three minutes left. They had a fourth and five at the Steelers, I believe, seven. And they're down eight. Instead of going for it, McDaniels decided to kick a field goal. And I don't think the Raiders got the ball back. They're the first team since the two-point conversion was introduced to the NFL to have not gone for it in that situation. Um, so Jimmy G got hurt and nicked up per use, uh, but concussion protocol. And he also got his leg twisted pretty good. Um, but, uh, yeah, old McDaniels getting late already there. And, uh, he, he would think for all the years he took off after 2010 and was an yeah. assistant everywhere, you think he would have learned how to study and become a better head coach. He's the exact same head coach. He was back then in 09 and 10. He hasn't learned anything. Um, I don't think we will learn pick them until, uh, after the Philadelphia game tonight, if Philadelphia wins in Tampa Bay, I'm pretty sure I win. If Tampa Bay wins, you win because you picked Tampa Bay only for one, but mm-hmm. uh, I believe you will have enough points. It's pretty close though. Uh, we missed we, some big ones. Oh we, my gosh. We missed some big ones, but we also got some big ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, starting week four, already week four. Man. This is a tough one to predict, yeah. I thought, with points this week. Yes, I agree. Uh, Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers. I had the Packers at first at home, and I crossed out because I'm like, I just like this Lions team for some reason, so I'm going to Lions for eight. I have the Lions for 11, so I'm right, right. there with you. I just I don't believe in the Packers. Um, the Atlanta Falcons against the Jacksonville Jaguars in London. In London. It's on uh, NFL Plus, so I will not be watching that one. No, me neither. Um, Jaguars for four. I have Jaguars for six. Um, probably the game of the day on at 1 o'clock Eastern anyway. Um, it's a shame that we're going to have to watch Zach Wilson on Sunday night and not this matchup. Uh, the Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. Um. Maybe I'm just basing this off what I saw with my own eyes yesterday, but until the Dolphins actually lose a game, I'm not picking them to lose a game. I'm taking Dolphins for two. I have the Dolphins for five, so I'm even more confident. I have, I have, I am like obnoxiously confident. Uh, I, I just don't think anyone can stop their offense. I, um, their spacing I, just unbelievable. Yeah, I, yeah, it, it's it's going to be a knock them out, drag them out, 45-42 sort of game. I think. Uh, game, actually, this is the game of the week. Uh, Denver Broncos at the Chicago Bears. Are we sure that they'd have yeah. sending a, a TV crew for this game? Are we sure? Um, I'm an idiot, but I'll take the Broncos for one. I have the Broncos for four. That's how bad I think. I, I, I watched the entire 60 minutes of that game yesterday where the Denver Broncos gave up 70 points, and I still think they're a better team than the Chicago Bears. The Bears, man, they're just a cycle. Yeah, right and, now, and then just, they have the whole scandal. Now, I, we don't know what it is yet, but their defensive coordinator getting or resigning. They had $100,000 worth of equipment stolen. Um, Kevin yeah. Warren's fault. Ju- yeah, Justin Fields calling out your offensive coordinator, and then they show a video of them hugging. It, it looked like two divorced parents trying to tell their uh, eight-year-old kid that they love each other. Um, pretty bad there yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns. I'm trying to – oh, there it is. I got the Ravens for six, and I don't know why because the Browns are proving me wrong every week. I have the Ravens for ten. I don't believe in Deshaun Watson, but 
Uh, Baltimore did not look very good yesterday. Um, so these Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I wish I could make this pick after I watched the Bengals play tonight. And, and Joe assuming, Burrow is playing tonight. Assuming he's uh, going to be healthy coming out of the game. I don't know, but I have the Bengals for five. I'm hedging my bets a little bit and taking the Bengals for only one because, again, Burrow is playing tonight, but you don't know if he's going to get hurt even worse. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they haven't looked that good to begin with. So Nope. Uh, L.A. Rams at the Indianapolis Colts. I got the Colts for three. Really? I have the Rams for nine. I, I don't know why. I I, I I think the Rams are a better team, but I, I don't know. I just think the Colts are going to get done at home. I think Colts are better set up to win some games this year with Minshew as their quarterback, but for the long haul, it's better if Richardson's yes. back. Yes. Um, Tampa Bay Bucks at the New Orleans Saints. I got the Saints for nine. Um, Derek Carr could be out, but again, Jameis Winston. He's that's fine. Good. Um, yeah, we haven't seen Tampa Bay tonight either, and you picked I know, Tampa and I picked Tampa, so I don't know what I don't know what I'm doing here. Uh, kind of hedging my best with this one too. If Carr can't go, I'm t- I am taking the Saints, but only for two. Uh, Washington football team, uh, Washington Commanders <laughs> at the Philadelphia. Eagles. I've never seen so much somebody screw up a nickname so bad. I got the Eagles for 15. I'm so embarrassed that the Commanders beat the Broncos. <laughs> I have the Eagles for 13. Sam Howell threw four picks yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota Vikings at the Carolina Panthers. I have the Vikings for 10. I have the Vikings for seven. Um, I don't know if Carolina's quarterback, I screw up his last name too. Bryce Young. Love. You're young. Um, is back. But Andy Dalton's probably the same as Gardner Minshew. Probably Panthers can win a few games with Dalton, but it's better if Young plays. Uh, Minnesota for seven. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Houston Texans. The Steelers are 14. I have the Steelers for eight. Um, yeah, Steelers are, have proved me wrong the past two weeks. Uh, Vegas Raiders at the L.A. Chargers. I got the Chargers for 12. I have the Chargers for 12 as well. Uh, New England Patriots at the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys for 11. Cowboys for 14. I think they bounce back. Arizona Cardinals at the San Francisco 49ers. Niners for 13. I have the Niners for 16. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs at the New York Jets. I got the Chiefs for 16. I have the Chiefs for 15. Seattle Seahawks at the New York Football Giants. I got the New York Football Giants for seven. I have the New York Football Giants for three. Um, Seattle had a nice win yesterday against Carolina. They did. They did. Yeah, so uh, that's going to do it for NFL Pick'em this week. Yep, yep. Uh, Well, before we get into the Big Ten Pick'em, I have Word Association. Uh, this week's the battle for the Purdue Cannon between right. Purdue and Illinois. So I went back the past 12 years and I grabbed either a quarterback, a running back, or a wide receiver that led either Purdue or Illinois in yards and just, just threw it out there. And uh, hopefully you know all these guys. Starting last year with Devin Mockaby. Devin Mockaby, the first thing old Ryan Walters did when he got there was put him on scholarship, which was smart because he ran uh, all over pretty much everyone. He did. He's having a little bit of a rough year this year. He's having some ball security issues, but uh Purdue's offensive line's pretty bad, right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's not it's not ideal. They finally got their center back this past yeah. week. That'll help. He had been out the first three weeks, but Hudson Card's been kind of running for his life. So. Ball security. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh 2021, Josh McCray. Josh McCray, he uh Got hurt last year and had to redshirt, and then he was off to a slow start this year, but he had a pretty good game, I guess, against Florida Atlantic. Big bruiser. Looks like your typical Bielema running back. 6'2", 240. 2020, Chase Brown. 
Chase Brown, he's playing with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, 1,600 yards last year, one of their better running backs they've had this century. Tell, tell 19, Xander Horvath. Xander Horvath, man, I can't believe he had a cup of coffee in the is, – is he still in the uh, – He's on the Steelers practice squad now after being on the 53-man roster of the Chargers yeah. all year last year. Yeah, had a couple of touchdowns too. Yep. Uh, yep. back for him, so. Yep. Yeah. 18, A.J. Bush. AJ, oh man, those were some dark days for uh, Illinois. I think that was what? What year was that? 2018. That was a butt whooping by Purdue up in Champaign. 18. That was a three and nine Illinois team, maybe. Uh, Bush. Bush was a running back that they had to play quarterback. Couldn't throw to save his life, but pretty athletic. <laughs> yeah, he led them in rushing and passing that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he, he was technically a quarterback, but uh, he's more of a runner. 2017. David Blau. David Blass, he's still hanging around. He is back. He was on Arizona last year. He's back in Detroit again on the practice squad. So uh, that game we went to against Missouri wasn't that like the all-time single-game passing record? Uh, yeah, he and Drew Locke put up a show that night. Yeah, that was fun. 2016, Malik Turner. Uh, he hung around the NFL for a few years. Cowboys, Seahawks, uh, pretty good wide receiver on real bad Illinois team. I think they won two games that year. Yeah, that was uh, Hazel's last win at Purdue. That yeah. came overtime, right? Yes, this was a butt whooping 2015 that you were there with me in Rossade. Uh, Keyshawn, Keyshawn Vaughn, Keyshawn Vaughn, fantastic freshman year at Illinois. I thought he was going to be the next superstar running back there at Illinois. Um, I'll never forget my dad and I were at the North Carolina game. First play of the game, 80-yard touchdown run place was rocking. Ends up transferring to Vandy, and now he's in the NFL. With the uh, He was with the Bucs. I don't think he's done a whole lot in his career, though. 2014, Mikey Dudek. Mikey Dudek, man, what could have been? That dude caught everything in his vicinity. 1,000 yards receiving his true freshman year, and then he just kept blowing his ACL out. And that was a uh, Purdue win that year, led by Austin Appleby that game in mm-hmm. Champaign. So Hazel beat uh, two of his nine wins were against Illinois. Uh, 2013, Danny Etling. Danny Etling, man. LSU's finest right there. I don't think he's in the NFL anymore. He was for a while bouncing around a bunch of different practice yeah, squads. Yeah, a bunch but... of practice squads. He was okay at LSU. Uh, yeah. It helps when you had a lot of talent around you. Right. 2012, Robert Marv. Robert Marv, man. He came in with so much hype. I've never Lots. seen him more excited about a quarterback. Mm-mm. And he, he was just okay. Yep, a lot of injuries uh, in his career on a good note there at, there at Purdue. 2011, A.J. Jenkins. Oh, man. Surprise first-round pick of the Niners. That was a bad hardball pick. Uh, but he had a great, great senior year. I think he had over 200 yards receiving against Northwestern and a shellacking. Um, caught a game-winning touchdown against Arizona State, a game I was at. So, he's a good one. And last one, a guy we've talked about quite a bit, I feel like, on this podcast. 2010, Nathan Shieldhouse. Shieldhouse, offensive coordinator for Iowa State, and they're struggling to score points, so uh, he might not last there very much longer. But uh, he, great as a freshman, bad when Beckman took over, bounced back when Bill Cubitt uh, became offensive coordinator, and he was always a very likable guy, too. And that's going to do it for the Word Associated segment, which is brought to you by Performa Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for next trade show, company picnic, or a sales meeting, Performa Print 2 Promo Group has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs, so you need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574 210 3815. You beat me in Pick'em. Um, 
Thank you, Buckeyes. Yeah, mainly due to Ohio State, but also you had less points on Minnesota than I did, so that would have won your game anyway. Uh, that, was pretty, that was pretty bad. Speaking of Minnesota, up 31-10 to 10 oh. in the fourth quarter against the worst team, maybe in the Power Five. You blow that one and lose in overtime. Yeah, uh, I was kind of checking the score, and Northwestern just kind of kept chipping away. I'm like, they're making this thing interesting, and then... Yeah, I, I thought, and um, the funny thing was Minnesota punted the ball away and the guy's going down there to get it and pin him at the one yard and lost track of where he was. And he was like two yards in the end zone and he gets it and he starts to celebrate and he realizes where he's at. And it's a touchback. Um, and that that's probably what lost him the game, honestly. But uh, that that is a putrid loss for Minnesota. Bad loss for P.J. Fleck and a bad loss for a team that was hoping to be in the running for the Big Ten West, which is just an atrocious is, division. Oh, it's garbage, man. It's uh, really it's still, bad. It's still wide open. I literally think – I think Wisconsin's the best team in it. I do too. Um, um, Iowa can't score points at all. Brian should be fired now, uh, but his, his daddy won't do it. Um, they had three first downs in that game against Penn State. They had they, they only ran 33 plays to Penn State's 90. I know, that's absurd. Um it was it was as bad. We we had two TVs going. We had the Iowa Penn State and then the Notre Dame Ohio State. And uh, my guilty pleasure is watching how bad the Iowa offense is. It's it's funny to watch. Yeah, I hope it continues like that. It would not hurt my feelings. Um, but a whiteout at Penn State at night is one of the coolest environments in all sports. I, I, I was surprised coming into that game they were only eight and six in whiteouts. But then I got thinking, well, they probably usually play in Ohio State, Michigan. Right, they do a really good opponent. Yeah, but I think. I think Penn State's not only the best team in Big Ten, I think they're the best team in the country right now. Really? I do. I do. They've oppressed me than... more than anybody I've seen play. Huh. Better than Georgia? Better than uh... – Georgia hadn't really impressed me yet too much. I mean, because the only – you know, South Carolina, they didn't play that great. Yeah. Um, and they haven't played anybody. UAB, I mean, they, they haven't played anybody. Yeah. Flor- Florida State's kind of uh, – Yeah. By uh, the skin of their teeth. Yeah. But do, doing what you got to do. and. Ohio State got a huge win for them. Um, what a game the other night. Yes. I mean, it wasn't the prettiest of game. I mean, a lot of missed tackles between both teams. Um, which Notre Dame's missed like a crazy amount of tackles this year with all their all their talent. But uh, really? it lived up to the hype. College game day to the bigger brands, college football, to the bigger fan bases. Coming down to literally the last play. Pretty crazy stuff. Where Notre Dame only had ten players on the field. Yeah, that's a big that's a big oops by Marcus Freeman, and and and, and he realized that and didn't do anything about it. Yeah, on uh, honestly, at that point, you might as well run somebody on, and if yeah. you get a penalty, who cares? Half the distance of the goal moves you an inch. You right, and at least you can cover that gap, which they went right through. Yeah, so, right through that. Yeah, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. is just a baller, man. He's, that guy, yeah. and so is Abuka. So. Oh yeah, he's he's just good. Uh, and and, that- and Henderson. <laughs> Yeah, and that Kyle McCord showed a lot. He showed some guts Um, on that last drive. Yeah, huge. It was what like a third and seventeen or third and yeah, third and seventeen. Picks up nineteen to get down to the one yard line. Yeah. Um, So yeah, he he made some big throws on that final drive. Yeah, big win for the Buckeyes. Big win for the Buckeyes. Uh, Elsewhere around the Big Ten, a lot of teams took care of business when Mm -hmm. needed. Indiana scraped by uh, overtime double overtime win against Akron, which. Akron had us uh, head on chip shot for 31 yards and kid couldn't make it. Um, good friend of the podcast, Cameron Screeton, who's a diehard Indiana basketball and, and football fan. I got to respect that because a lot of their basketball fans don't like their football program. They like Notre Dame football. Uh, he said they've beat four FBS opponents since start of 2022 and three of them have missed game winning field goals. Just crazy. 
Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, and then Purdue, Wisconsin, same old, same old. Yeah. New year, same story. Uh, Purdue cannot afford to keep getting off these slow starts. Played pretty well in the second half on both sides of the ball, especially on offense, but they just can't afford to get off these slow starts. They're, they're not built to dig themselves out of a hole. I don't think Ryan Walters has the dudes on defense yet to run the system he wants. But contrary to what a lot of Purdue fans want, I'm fine with that if it pays dividends in the program in the long run. A lot of them, no, you should switch it up right now, win this year. I'm like, you know, if, if it pays dividends and gets Purdue really competitive the next couple of years, I'm fine with it. Um, but they in they in the offense though they're they're very good at moving the ball in the opponent's territory. Then they shoot themselves in the foot. They got to stop that too. They're just not good enough to cope to um, get away with uh, beating themselves per se. So, yep. Uh, pick them this week. We have Penn State at Northwestern. Picking the Nittany Lions for six. Only seven Big Ten games this oh, week. Yeah. I have Penn State for seven. Oh, that would be a whooping. Uh, Louisiana at Minnesota. Take Minnesota for five, but I saw their only single-digit uh, favorites yeah. in this one. I, I got Minnesota for four. Uh, Michigan at Nebraska. I'm thinking Michigan for three. I think this one could be a little tight. Give me Michigan for five. Uh, Michigan, I still don't think looked overly impressive. Their schedule's been very weak. Um, you know, first minute of the game, they gave up a long touchdown to Rutgers, and they didn't give up anything the rest That of the place game. will be rocking. Uh, it, it will be, yeah. Indiana at Maryland. Take Maryland for four. Maryland's a sleeper in the East. Nobody's talking about. Yeah, they're good. Give me Maryland for three. Uh, Wagner at Rutgers. Give me Rutgers for seven. I've, I've Rutgers for six. Uh, Michigan State at Iowa. It's the night game. The Illinois-Purdue game got flexed out of the night spot on NBC and back on 330 on the Peacock. Um, I'm taking the Hawkeyes for two. I have Iowa for two as well. If they can't beat Michigan State – Maybe Kirk needs to be gone too. <laughs> In the game of the week, we got the suck fest. Uh, Illinois at Purdue. The battle for the Purdue Cannon. Purdue's won three straight, and, and Purdue's had pretty good luck in this series. They've won 14 of the last 20, I think, if I have my math was correct. But it's usually a pretty close game. Um, I'm taking Purdue for one. Um, the Tandem J Man show will be at the game. Yes. Uh, this week. And I've been doing Illinois football games since 2016. So I've I've lo- I've lost interest to be honest, but uh, it's it'll be kind of nice to get back out there. Um, it's supposed to be a nice day, so it it, it is. Uh, Illinois had 510 yards of total offense against Ford Atlantic and only 23 points, uh, which is pretty bad. Um, both offensive lines brutal. Uh, I think Illinois has more uh, dudes on the defensive line. Give me Illinois for one. I, I think this is as much of a coin flip game as we could possibly get. I, I'm real interested in this series going forward because yeah. I think it's going to turn into a rivalry, not just yeah. a geographical rivalry. There, I think there's respect among coaching staffs, but there might be a little chippiness too. I wouldn't be surprised. I think uh, I, I wonder if Walters and Bielema were playing it up a little more in the offseason yeah. than uh, was led to believe. Yeah. Um, Aaron Henry today, Illinois' defensive coordinator, said that this this isn't about me and Walters. He, he's my dude. I wouldn't even have this uh, yeah. have this opportunity if it wasn't for him. So I'm looking forward to go against him. So it's all yeah. should it's be all fun. Love. It's all uh, should be fun. Yeah, you beat me in pick Uh I finally lost more than one game, uh, which was uh, and it had been Purdue had been screwing me over. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, 
What else we got? Some top 25 games yeah. on yeah. Friday night. We have number 10, Utah, at number 19, Oregon State. Oregon State, tough loss against Washington State. I like this Utah team. Give me Utah. Give me Utah as well. Uh, USC at Colorado. USC's 21.5 point phase. Thank you, Oregon. Thank you, thank you, Oregon. I enjoyed that. Bad, bad weekend for Colorado sports. Um, <laughs> yeah. Give me USC. Give me USC. I think they cover. Uh, it was very nice to see oh, that Colorado was fun. get humbled a little bit, and I could see them end up like five and seven, six and six. Hopefully, uh, number twenty-two, Florida at four. You know, excuse me, Kentucky. Kentucky's like not Ken- ranked. But I, I, I like Kentucky in this one. Yeah, give me Kentucky as well. Uh, number one, Georgia at Auburn. Georgia. Give me Georgia. Number 24, Kansas at number three, Texas. Yeah, Kansas has got Texas in the past, uh, but give me the Longhorns. Not this year. Give me the Longhorns as well. Number 13, LSU at number 20, Ole Mississippi. Yeah, good uh, win for LSU over Arkansas the other day. Uh, Ole Miss lost a weird game against Alabama. Give me Ole Miss. Give me Ole Miss. Oh, man, you took Ole Miss. I figured you were going to take LSU. No, I don't like Brian Uh, Kelly. No, give me Ole Miss. I'm, I'm liking Ole Miss as well. Number 11, Notre Dame at number 17, Duke. This was in my preseason predictions. I have Duke finishing third in ACC. I have them beating Notre Dame. Game day first time in Durham. I'm sticking to it. I like the Blue Devils. Give me Notre Dame. I think they bounce back. Um, they need to if they want to make the playoff. They have to run the table. They have to. And that is going to do it for top 25 games this week. Hit me up with that birdie or bogey again so I can have a minute. Birdie bogey. This. Patty Mahomes, your favorite quarterback. Oh, yeah, just my favorite. Now we got no. Taylor Swift as a Chiefs fan. I hate everything. They, uh, I'm already sick of the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey uh, rumor. This is not I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to her next album when it's all about Travis. It, it, it will be interesting to see how she uh, makes some like football uh, terms, mixes football terms into her next album. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that'll be fun. Patty Mahomes became the quickest quarterback ever to throw for 25,000 yards uh, passing what quarterback? This quarterback, uh, Patrick Mahomes did it in 83 games. The quarterback he passed it in 90. Hmm. Hmm. Oh my gosh, it's so hard. So many guys come to mind. Um, 90 games, 25,000 yards. Come on, Tanner. Think, 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 think. 90 games, 25,000 yards. 25,000 yards, 90 games. Gotta think it's a kind of a newer guy. He throws for a lot of yards. 90 games, 90 games. Man, I'm blanking. Um, man, I don't think it's him. I'm gonna go with Tom Brady. Oh, bad guess. Uh, oh, Matthew Stafford didn't even come to my mind. Yeah. Didn't even come to my mind. Brady didn't throw that many yards when he was. I know. I um, Choking, ah, Stafford. I, I should have known that he throws for a lot of yards. I, th- I thought you might say Marino. Or thought about it. Um, even Derek Carr, Peyton Manning. I thought about. Um, yeah. mm, back to four down. <laughs> Thanks for watching the Tan and J Man Show. Hopefully for Tanner's mental health, the Broncos don't give up seventy points again. 
Oh, if they did that against the Bears. Oh, man. Uh, have a fantastic week, everybody. We'll be back at it next Monday with another episode of the 10 and J-Man Show.